Welcome back to episode 158 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, we announce our funding round for our startup, MetaZone. Next, we look back at our first experience with the metaverse. Then, we explored various tech companies who are still investing in the metaverse. And finally, we thank a few metaverse pioneers who helped us get us here. All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 158 of the Blockburner Podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, Diman. What's up, everybody? What's up, Willis? All right. I, on the sticks, we got TJ. Hello. All right. Big news. Special edition, dude. Breaking news. Yeah, big time breaking news. If you guys have been with us forever and ever, yeah, you guys know a lot about our ha- past and history, right? For you new Blockrunner moon boys. Enthusiasts. Whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Yourselves. Yeah, we do have like a lot more to us than meets the eye, right? We're yeah. not just like a BRC20 AI enthusiasts. Yeah. Crypto in general enthusiasts. We actually do. We're also metaverse enthusiasts. Yes. And we are, we've been deeply embedded into that ecosystem for almost four years. Yeah, since 2019 at least. Correct. And we started this podcast roughly around the same time frame. And yeah. uh, once we discovered the metaverse, we just could not escape it. It was, uh, it was a black hole. Right. We and we touched the event horizon and that was it. So do you wanna like so do you wanna start with the announcement or do we wanna kinda like go down memory lane first? What do you think? Well no, let's start with the announcement. Okay. So the announcement is we raised three million dollars for our startup called Metazone. Oh yeah, dude. I think that deserves a clap, TJ. Yeah. <laughs> it's about fucking time, dude. We could talk about this. Yeah. So if you were wondering why I start all the videos with at Metazone IO, Rovi AI, and I know, right? I end the videos with that. It's like, well, that's why, because yeah, that's what we've been working on for four years. Yeah, you're probably wondering, like, dude, why are you guys constantly plugging these, like, yeah, obscure projects that nobody knows about yet? Yeah. But now, we're basically public at this point. Yeah, I feel like whenever you uh, get to a seed stage in, in any industry, you know, yeah, whether it's the, Web two or Web three, you're in the mix now. Exactly, you're in the conversation. People actually want to hear what it is you're contributing or developing right yeah boy we got a lot to say agreed <laughs> i mean we've been saying the exact same things for the past four years but now yeah now they're probably more eyeballs more ears yeah that used to be our focus of this channel right like again we started the whole block runner thing just being enthusiasts of crypto and then we discovered the metaverse and then once we began our development journey into the metaverse that was largely the focus of this channel for about a year yeah it was basically all of 2020 right yeah as we continue to build MetaZone, which we will explain in a second exactly what the platform is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we got into Decentraland. That was like our beachhead. That was our entry experience to the metaverse, right? Yeah. When we first discovered Decentraland, it was just a black and gray <laughs> grid on, on yeah. a 2D interface, right? Pretty much. That was it. And it was yeah. we were speculating as to what it would look like. and But it was a completely decentralized world where people own the assets. Yeah. All the stuff that we like about BitTensor and the graph and exactly. Bitcoin yeah. and it, the central land, like it, it matches everything. Yeah, we heard the cool narratives, right? Of like it can never be shut down. Yeah. Right. Just like everyone's saying decentralized AI will never be able to be shut down. Right. That's, right. That's the principle of like a epic distributed systems where there's no central point of control. Yeah. Right? And to apply that to something as 
cool is like the metaverse coming from like a gaming background myself playing world of warcraft for many 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 years yeah i intuitively understood like the value of like a digital economy and you know digital socialization all these different layers that make up the metaverse experience mm -hmm. i've already lived through it and yeah. so it, yeah. did, it wasn't much of a stretch for me to kind of like buy into the concept yeah it was like a prototype version of a, a right. ownable digital environment Except the only thing missing in that was like the actual ownable aspect. Yeah, the right? blockchain part, yeah. And of course, the decentralization as well. Mm -hmm. But still, I, I understood the, the, the premise of like human beings being able to fully immerse themselves into a virtual environment mm -hmm. and completely escaping like their physical priorities. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or their whatever it is that you... That brings you down in reality. Yeah. Whatever your motivation is to like, you know leave the physical realm to join participate in the virtual yeah most cases it's just that much more entertaining and engaging than like the physical stuff yeah, like yeah not yeah. everybody has like the most amazing of lives right yeah a lot of things are required in order to have that like financial resources right yeah that's true there's a lot of people on this planet that don't have access to that therefore the virtual environment has much more opportunity within mm -hmm. it right mm -hmm. so those are the things that stuck in our head and then of course we have a code a co-founder named Oscar, Oscar, aka yeah. Corv. He's not here with us right now, but you can go watch our previous videos. He's been around. Mm -hmm. Hard at work. <laughs> yeah. For the last several years, cranking out everything, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Until recently, until we hired some devs and all that. But yeah, that's what comes with the coolness of like raising funds. Like now we don't have to do it alone. Yeah, that's right. right. Now we're in a phase where we could build a team of like-minded individuals who also align with our vision and understand all the things that like we literally dream about. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's tough, especially nowadays because I think the metaverse has gone through like a couple of boom and bust cycles already mm -hmm. ever since meta pivoted and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Or Facebook pivoted to meta. Yeah. Met like metaverse was the talk of the town for yeah. a few months there yeah big time and then it started to die off once meta started disclosing what they were working on it was like legless avatars and yeah they look like kind of cartoony in a yes. way that you wouldn't expect from you know a trillion dollar company yeah so we kind of got to dive deep into why we think the metaverse mm -hmm. hype died down because there's a lot of parallels in technology as to like you know oh, yeah. when things first get introduced they don't necessarily come across as like Valuable. Obvious. Yeah, obvious to the masses. Like, dude, there's no value here. Yeah. The internet experience, the same thing. Yeah. In its early days. Mm -hmm. Most people were like, dude, why would I send emails? Like we have, you know, uh, I got a mailman who comes to my house every day and yeah. you know, What's I wrong just with that? flip up the little flag and he'll take my mail out. Like, yeah. why would I want this internet? Yeah. You know, things like this. It takes even, a while. Even before that was per personal computers. Yes. Yeah. Like why would you need a personal computer for? Exactly. I'm smart enough. Yeah. I have a library. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could go to. Uh, I can read. Up. Yeah, I can open up my. What are they called? Those old books like, that had like all this encyclopedias. Yes, I could do that. I don't need none of this computational strength. Yeah, you know yeah. stuff like this. So the metaverse is facing the same like barriers of resistance. You know? Yeah, and the the ask for such an interesting metaverse is very tall. Like it's very difficult to achieve. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's going to be one of those things that it's going to take some time for people to realize like, hey, this is this is the next version of the Internet. Yeah. Just like it did for crypto, right? Yeah. Same like for Bitcoin. Like it's, it's the first I don't even know how many years of Bitcoin's existence. Nobody really 
bought into it, except for like the core yeah. community, the early pioneers, the innovators, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, the, yeah. you could say anarchists. Anarchists, <laughs> libertarians, whatever you want. Yeah, whatever. Whatever you identify yourself as. Yeah. You had to buy into the premise that like the world needed a uh, an alternate financial system, right? Mm-hmm. In case of like our traditional financial monetary system, for whatever reason, experiences like a setback or a collapse. There needs to be a plan B for civilization. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Satoshi, I mean, he was very clear about it in his white paper and like even inscribed an article in like one of the first blocks of Bitcoin yeah. of, of the collapse of yeah. 2008. Mm-hmm. And so he was very well aware of what was needed, like from a, like a human level yeah. in terms of money. Yeah. And he was able to solve one of the biggest computational problems, computer yeah. science problems. Yeah. And he built it and deployed it. Like that's quite the innovation. And so, yeah, like it's just, um, and then even then it's been 14 years and like how, how many users, how many wallets exist? Like 400 million or something like that right now. Yeah. For Bitcoin. Uh, I think so. Like 450 million yeah, last 450. I checked. Yeah. yeah that's just, like just, 5, 5% of the, of the, of the population. Yeah. Like, so even like as big as Bitcoin has come, like as far as like public consciousness, like I think most people are aware that Bitcoin exists. Yeah. But only like a small fragmentation of like humanity is actually like, like engaged dabbled in. Yeah. Yeah. So that just kind of like paints a picture of exactly how long it takes for these new like paradigms mm-hmm. that emerge from technology or civilization, whatever. Yeah. To actually come to like maturity, you know, where yeah. we have like a majority. Yeah, and the them. speculation. I remember t- us talking about it when we were interviewing uh, Andreas Antonopoulos, like how fast the adoption curve is going to be for crypto, and we figured it would be a lot faster because of the internet, right? We already have yeah. like an extremely fast access to communication, mm-hmm. whereas before the internet, there was no way really to communicate other than like the physical space, like and, getting and so, it on the news, basically, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so the adoption curve for the internet, you would expect to be a lot slower than, mm-hmm. than crypto, right? Yeah, definitely. So, so crypto should be a lot faster, but we're 14 years in and, and it's, I don't know, the adoption is not, not as fast as I thought it would. Yeah, I, I understand like the, uh, the velocity of, of how information travels on the like pathways of the internet should accelerate things. But again, it's like a... Think about what it is you're trying to actually like topple. It's yeah, like, that's a good point. It, it, that's, that's that's like what's... the most foundational thing <laughs> of society. Exactly. You you have to go through so many different layers of, of, yeah. of barriers, uh, resistance in order to get like yeah. all of humanity on board. And we're talking, yeah, like foundational, yeah, such a governmental, point. societal, embedded within yeah. like everybody's like experience, right? Yeah, yeah, Physical yeah. experience. And it was so different for the ads. internet. Internet is just like you all of a sudden with the internet you can you can contact anybody in the world. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah, so let's let's draw this parallel to what what is the metaverse? Like what are these these barriers of cuz I I think you said 5% for crypto. Like metaverse I mean, it depends on your scope and context of your definition of of what the metaverse is. If yeah. you're saying it's just like humanity's ability to uh, I don't know, be in 3D like virtually. Just, or just, you know, again, like to uh, see value in the experience of a virtual environment. Like then, yeah, there's a significant portion of humans already engaged in the metaverse, right? If you're talking about like the Fortnite, Roblox, yeah. Minecraft, player games. base. Games. Yeah. Those are examples of people who see value in the virtual, right? Mm-hmm. Now, not necessarily the, the context of the metaverse that we envision is something a little bit different than that. Like gaming is like a prototype example of like a value that can be created from a virtual environment that human beings can seek 
yeah and understand intuitively like this is something i want to take part in right? yeah but we think the real metaverse has much more economic implications and like accessibility across the planet and like vitality implications in the sense that like this is going to become a fundamental like source of sustainability for a lot of humans yeah. on earth right yeah and we have a lot of reasons to believe that right not just because of where things just seem to be naturally headed like from the physical yeah towards the digital more and more of our lives are ending up more digitized sure but think about what's going to happen once the ai matures and automation mm -hmm. matures and the displacement of human beings basically from the labor economy yeah what the fuck yeah. are we going to do with our lives right i totally agree i mean we've had this conversation a number of times where um in my opinion I think most humans aren't really contributing to society in any meaningful way, like people, you know, serving food or yeah. folding clothes at a, at a marketplace. Like that's not really contributing to society. And so if you look at it from like an objective point of view, most of most humans aren't contributing. Right. And, and in the future, when AI is pretty much doing everything and automation is pretty much doing everything, you would assume that most humans are also not doing anything. Yeah. And so we already by have force. That. Yeah, yeah, by force. We already yeah. have that. Yeah. So I, I guess it, it's, so what are people going to be doing with their free time? I mean, it could yeah. literally be anything. Yeah. And it, we suspect it's going to be a portion of it is going to be spent in the metaverse. Yeah. It's just one of those things like what, what is value? Like what are people, what are, what are we humans in, in tandem with AI? AI is going to become, we're basically going to have to come up with a scenario where we cohabitate. Mm-hmm with artificial life forms on earth. And like, yeah. so what, if they're doing all the things that we valued ourselves as far as like human contribution towards like sustaining livelihood yeah. on earth, then where's the value in anything? Like how can yeah. we potentially produce some sort of value? So, well, I mean, you know me, dude, I'm always researching all kinds of like AI apps to like, mm -hmm. cause I'm always trying to figure out, is there a better way to do what I'm already doing? Right. That way it increases my time to do other stuff or, you know, just makes what I do much better. Right. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that you can't just like use AI and like copy and paste it and publish it like on Twitter. True. You can't publish it anywhere really without editing it because it's just yeah. not good enough. At, at its current version, I guess, people are already starting to like be able to just read it and tell right away yeah. or even look at an image and tell right away. Like yeah. this is for sure from mid journey. Like it's. Yeah. We've already like trained ourselves to to distinguish sure. what's human and what's not, which is good. But yeah, I don't think we we've, we've determined yet like the value and what's human and what's not. But still, extrapolate into the future. Eventually, these AI systems are going to become much more refined, and they're going to output much more human-like quality. If that's what we want, at the end of the day, I don't know. Yeah. I don't even think we ourselves have figured out exactly. Do yeah. we want these AI applications to be like us, or something transcends to a level? that we recognize them to be, you know, more valuable than what we can do. Yeah. One know? of the problems that isn't really obvious in, in the context of AI. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. We're starting to go down this AI rabbit hole now. Yeah. I might as well do. We're already there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, was that I'm, I'm, you know, part of what I like doing is researching like the different AI apps and, and, you know, just learning about new stuff, right? New mm -hmm. projects, BRC twenties, whatever it is. I like, I like learning about it. Yeah. But what I've discovered that may not be so obvious and, and, and it kind of is, there's like this second brain movement already, hmm. but, but it's so difficult to like understand like these new technologies and like be able to recall the stuff that you've learned mm. in the past. Yeah. And so 
things like personal AI and a new app that I've been trying is called mem.ai. You just dump all that information in there. Just whatever you find that you like, you dump it in there. Yeah. And then when you, when you're doing research on the BRC 20 project that you found in the past, some articles, some tweet or whatever, mm -hmm. you go back to those apps, you query, right? You ask the AI is like, Hey, what is that BRC 20 project that I researched? Yeah. And it brings it all up. Yeah. And so it, it is literally the second brain. Mm. And I feel like, I think that's could be like one of the killer apps for AI to, I don't know, get into, mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. um, but now that we're like transitioning away from like this, like human centric, uh, yeah. economic force and, and labor force and transitioning to AI, like the metaverse is going to be that much more important because there's like a whole new access layer for humans to participate in. Yeah. And, and that sounds like a stretch is like to people who aren't again, like maybe they don't have the personal experience that people like, you know, like me have had where I I've, I've been able to embed myself into a virtual economy or yeah. ecosystem for, yeah. for many, many, many years. And I didn't see any downside in that in the moment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So if, <laughs> if you haven't had that type of life experience, then it's probably a big stretch for you to, to even fathom the idea of like, how are humans going to find value in like an artificial environment, artificial virtual environment, right? Yeah. Like how's that ever going to become more valuable than like what's, important to our physical existence you know, you know? I, I i hear where you're going with that but yeah. what i'm starting to understand is um a lot of the big projects in the metaverse they're starting to veer towards like entertainment yeah. aspects of the metaverse and 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 really what they're doing is they're 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 pinging the part of our brain where we like to interact with other humans yeah well, there's tremendous value in that yeah again another thing not only are we displacing ourselves from like the labor economy we're also becoming more and more isolated from yeah, each other. That's right. Because we're inventing and creating more and more like mechanisms or systems where we don't necessarily have to like leave our <laughs> our domiciles yeah. to do anything. Like everything just kind of comes to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so there's a lot of like societal, cultural happenings that are going to kind of contribute toward our, th our thesis. Yeah, that's so true. You know it, I mean? it could exacerbate the current problem with social um, social apps where people get more depressed because everybody's living their quote unquote best life. <laughs> yeah. And, and they get, we'll get more depressed when we're interacting with people a lot less. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. so the metaverse provides some sort of avenue to access, to tap into that part of the brain. And that's another one of those things that if you haven't had these types of experiences in your life, you will, it'll be a stretch to imagine. It's like, you can't form like deep, you know, personal relationships in yeah. you know, virtual worlds. That's, that's, fake news. Yeah. You know, that those aren't real relationships. But again, I spent almost a decade playing <laughs> World of Warcraft and I formed some of the deepest friendships I've yeah. ever had in my life where like we couldn't wait to get home and like talk to each other <laughs> and meet up in the virtual world. It's like, dude, I missed you, dude. Spent all day at crappy school, man. Let's go grind. Stuff like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And but, yeah, but I sound like a crazy person, I'm sure, to those the uninitiated, right? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, you're talking about <laughs> other human beings. Of course. And, yeah, and these weren't AI people. No, absolutely. Yeah. And what I'm saying is is it's it's a lot easier for people like us to find people like us on the internet rather than people around us physically. Agreed. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's, and that, I think, is one of the most misunderstood or underappreciated like value yeah. aspects of the metaverse. Like, just uh, it, it solves the, the, the dilemmas of geography. Yeah, exactly. Geo positioning yeah. limitations of physical reality. Pure luck. Right. 
In most cases, if you don't even have like the resources, you can't get yourself out of whatever That's whatever right. geo positioning that like the universe has bestowed on you upon yeah. birth. Yeah. But in most cases, for most humans on Earth, whatever you're assigned, you stay there for the majority of your life. Yeah, you don't absolutely. have an escape route. You don't have another like a vertical of uh of opportunity to you know, uh, you know to progress and like escape. better yourself. Exactly. That's one of the major limitations imposed by our physical existence. So by creating a new layer on top of that, that's virtual. Yeah. Now it's more accessible to anybody as so long as you have a connection to the internet. Mm -hmm. And the whole VR thing, like that's like a future prospect to where. Yeah, that's just whether or not you want to be even more immersed into yeah. that environment. You don't have to. It could be on your phone. Yeah, like I said, I, you know, I had all that, um, you know, all those things that tapped into my receptors that you yeah. know gave me the uh, the pleasure and the sense of fulfillment everything that was all a 2d experience yeah you know? yeah yeah i never had <laughs> a freaking headset but i understand the value premise of full immersion yeah but there's obviously a lot of barriers to that itself like you know the hardware fatigue yeah yeah nausea yeah, yeah nausea yeah <laughs> tunnel vision i mean correct there's a whole process of of progression that has to happen along that that yeah. technological timeline as well but they're in parallel Right. That's funny you mentioned that because Apple <laughs> next week. Yeah. Um, I Is guess it next in a, week? In a few days, yeah. WWDC? Yeah. Oh, man. They're, they're to looking to announce a headset, a virtual reality headset, a mixed reality. It could be AR. It could be VR. We, we don't know. I'm speculating there has to be some pretty heavy VR elements because the, the creator of Oculus chimed in, right, and said, like, this is the coolest yeah. headset he's ever seen like or something he, like that. He said, he quote, uh, the Apple headset is so good. So good. So very good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he didn't say good. He said so good. Correct. So that's the guy who pretty much like brought in the idea of like VR yeah. to the masses, right? Basically screen on your faces. Yes. And uh, if you know anything about Oculus, it was acquired by Facebook. Yeah. Now is Meta's like flagship product, I guess, to onboard people into the metaverse. Yeah. I, I remember that, that acquisition. I thought it was so weird. Well, yeah, it was. Like, why the hell is Facebook buying a uh, virtual reality headset? It doesn't make any sense. Maybe they're thinking about the metaverse back in those days, dude. Can of you... course. They had to. Why would they risk yeah. so much? Yeah. It For didn't what? start with the name change. No, it no, didn't. No, definitely not. <laughs> no, it didn't. It, it, it was like a long, hard, like, soul-searching process as a, as a company. He's like, dude, Yeah. at some point, like, this social media stuff is going to dry out. Which Facebook... I mean, even though there's so many users, it's just how many people would use it on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, I do like, not. I, I haven't used it since, like, college. Correct. So, like, things are much more, like, TikTok is taking over. Social media is very finicky, and I mm -hmm. think they understood that as a company, so, like, they took a big bet, right? Mm -hmm. And we're starting to see, like, China oh, yeah. come out publicly also taking a big bet on this metaverse thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're building a whole industrial complex <laughs> of, of everything that you can imagine, like... Right. It's happening in the metaverse. They released the whole white paper of like a strategy, mm -hmm. and these are this is this just shows how far ahead like China is uh, yeah. in like their interpretation of like what the future is going to behold. Yeah, but you know what the the Asian communities they they hold digital value differently. Yeah, it's like it's different. They have like celebrities that are digital. Totally, 100%. like purely purely digital. They've embraced the metaverse way more than yeah. like the Western culture has, right? And so. they, dude, they go hard on it too. <laughs> I agree. It's crazy. <laughs> I totally agree, and that's what I mean by like we're headed in that direction, anyways, right? Yeah. Regardless of any like 
socioeconomic happenings of the future. Like this is just like a human's evolutionary pathway for whatever reason. Yeah. As like more and more, you know, silicon gets introduced into our in our physical yeah. world, like it's just it's contributing towards our like siphoning out of it. Not only you know what I mean? physical, but also like biological. We're about to inject machines yeah. into our brains, dude, through Neuralink. <laughs> well, that's like the ultimate end game, right? Yeah. yeah, at least from Elon's perspective, is how we protect ourselves from the AI. Yeah. So okay, so we've established the metaverse is inevitable, and if you subscribe to that that thesis, that idea. For many different types of reasons, and then I think um, if you if you do think the metaverse is inevitable, then I think you have to at least consider the fact of like uh, creating value within the metaverse in order for like human beings to, I guess, find their place in, and mm -hmm. then of course like seize their value for themselves, which therefore will, you know, enhance their livelihood, yeah. their sustainability through whatever outcome that happens in the physical world, right? Yeah, that's a that's a mission. To get behind that's yeah. our mission as yeah. a company as an organization as a community whatever like we we see the potential value of the metaverse for that exact yes. thing yeah 100 percent. and i think that's something worth striving for is like actually figuring out like well, what's going to get us there yeah know? and you know to be clear back in like 2019 2020 we were talking about the metaverse just like we are right now yeah. and we were questioning whether or not like this you know was worth like spending time on just because it was, oh, yeah. we were the only ones like thinking about the problems. It yeah. felt like at least. Yeah. We didn't have any money. Oh <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> we, we were totally bootstrapped again. Oscar Corv built a few games in Decentraland once it yeah. launched kind of like proved the concept that like, you know, there is something cool here. People found interest in these games. They yeah. wanted to play them. They wanted to know more. They're asking us, Hey, when are you going to release new stuff? Yeah. And then it got us to thinking it was like, all these landowners out here, all this empty land, it was just a bunch of vast sea of green. Yeah. Right? If there was anything deployed, it was like a builder thing, which is mostly like non-functional stuff. Yeah. Es essentially sculptures, 3D sculptures. They yeah, like, like dioramas. Yes. You know, little galleries with 2D NFT pictures on them, stuff like that. That was predominantly what the metaverse was and largely still is. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Every now and then you'll see pockets of development happening, but <clears throat> still it got us to think. It's like, man, wouldn't it be nice <laughs> if all these landowners somehow had access to like high quality functional content that yeah. like the kind of stuff that Corv was producing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So why not build a platform to support that? Yeah. And that was literally like the inception of MetaZone in uh, late 2019, I think. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we were met with some resistance. They, they, people thought that the builder specifically for Decentraland was the thing that was going to get people involved. Yeah. And it just simply has not been the case and will not be the case. Like no code builders are important, like in the grand scheme of things, but not yeah. this early on. I agree. There was no, there were, there wasn't any no code builders back in 1980s mm -hmm. for the internet. Mm -hmm. Right. That just didn't exist. And Nobody would have used it, and what you could have built in the 1980s with no-code builders would be just a, a, a tragedy compared to what we have today. Yeah, so it, again, um, it brings us to the question, okay, so what's going to make the metaverse valuable? So let's draw on these parallels. What made the internet valuable? Oh, right. oh dude, I can go all day on this. Well, I think we have to. Yeah. <laughs> so to understand like what it is that MetaZone does and why metas... Metaverse enable tokenized applications. Why that that is like our flagship thing. That's mm -hmm. what we've brought into the metaverse scene. Yeah. 
why is that so important to us? And what, like, you know, it supports our thesis of, you know, we get, we can't have this like static verse experience Yeah, where there's really nothing to engage with. There's nothing to, there's no reason to really come back and to like remain present yeah, in sure. the virtual world. Right. Well, how, how did the internet solve that problem? Well, um, the, the analogy I like to use to explain this, this concept that we have is think of, um, you know, purchasing a laptop, just a brand new laptop from Best Buy. You get it home. Yeah. And the only thing you got on it is an operating system, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing you can't interact <laughs> with it. It's just, it's just an operating system that's just there. And that's the way like old computers used to be, right? They, yeah. 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 It was essentially, well, they, they kind of were like that, but all, even old computers had applications. Okay. Yeah. Because otherwise it's literally useless. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Literally. Yeah. Uh, unless you're a developer and you can just like code up an application just for your own personal use. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, so that's that's basically what that computer would be. That product would be. Yeah. It should be for your own use. Like only people who would ever buy that were it'd be developers. Developers. So yeah. that is not obviously something that's very accessible. Yeah. Or to, to market the friendly. How, how do you Correct. sustain a business like that? Yeah. Right. And so so imagine you get this laptop as just an operating system. You find out you really can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So what is the thing that made the internet as popular as it was? Apps. Right. All the applications we have from Facebook all the way down to Word on Microsoft. Yep. That's that's how Microsoft became a multi trillion dollar company. Yeah. It's through Word, yeah. right? And Excel. Yes. Apps. Utility. Yeah. Serve service functions. functions. Useful things that like people could get their hands on and therefore leverage to, you know add value to their own lives Yeah. without the application layer. And therefore the app developers creating these new, you know, new opportunities of value. Yeah. There's no reason to be on the internet. Yeah. Period. hundred percent. There's no reason to have a computer and there's no reason to be in the metaverse without these apps. Agreed. So that's essentially our whole like thesis frame of thinking Yeah. when it comes to approaching, like what's going to make the metaverse something that's like intuitively valuable, right? When, when is it going to be the inflection point? where people log into these virtual environments and they choose not to log out immediately. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? That's the ultimate like mission. Uh, Anybody who's involved in the metaverse space should be thinking with that frame of mind in in our opinion. Yeah, Yeah. I totally agree. And you know, this doesn't come easy, right? You need to build apps. Therefore you need developers and they need to buy into this concept. And even at that point, so then, then you start to think about, okay, I agree, you know, the apps are the most important thing. So where's the app like infrastructure and yeah. where's the app layer to tap into? Yeah. Like, where, where are the tools? Where's the app store? How do I launch these things? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The typical things like an app developer in web two understands and like, yeah. you know, is very like matured, you know, you have options even, mm-hmm. you know, you want to launch an app for the Apple iOS ecosystem or, or you want to do it for Android. You yeah. want to do it for, uh, I don't know, Linux and stuff. There's like so many yeah. different, environments to uh, develop for, right? Yeah. So how does a developer make that decision if they had to pick one? I mean, it's up to the, most likely like where, where's all the money at, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> where's the money dog? Yeah. Like, so I wanted to launch an app and make a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Right? That's most startups in web two Silicon sure. Valley, right? Sure. Yeah. Whole- yeah. Why would developers build for the metaverse where there's nobody in it, right? Mm-hmm. They, it's just easier to build an app for the iPhone. Agreed. Right. Yeah. And so we got to break that, that uh, that line of thinking because if if we can make the argument that people are going to be onboarded to the metaverse through macroeconomic conditions, meaning AI and automation and all that, yeah. 
well, how are people going to do anything if there's nothing to do? And yeah, so we got to crack that, that egg first. Yeah. And we got to build platforms where developers can come in and make engaging content. Yeah. So that, that's, this is a lot of what we've discovered over the years. And, um, I guess we were lucky to like, I guess, discover the metaverse from Decentraland because even now Decentraland is still yeah the only real uh, environment that can support like applications yeah because of their SDK and right. the fact that they continually improve it. Most other metaverse founders or creators, for whatever reason, they they they're just only looking to create um, these static experiences where people can just deploy three D sculptures and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know make it an experience of that. And but but it makes sense. We're in such an early stage. Again, it's it's difficult to support apps. Yeah, build the right frameworks for that. Yeah, and and so the, the frameworks are the most important part because that's how you get people who believe in what we believe, developers yeah. specifically, and they'd be like, you know, these guys are right. I'm gonna I'm gonna make an application. Yeah, and I'm gonna use the frameworks and tools that these guys come up with, the mm -hmm. ones that Decentraland has, and make something that people can engage with. Yeah, and so that's the the, the difficult part that we have is that we got to be able to convince devs to contribute. Correct. So, so MetaZone has had an interesting like history. So yeah, we, we, we built this platform and I think uh, we did a good job of getting creators. I think we have over 200 creators and mm -hmm. these are all Decentraland native developers, yep. 3D designers and stuff who, who believed in the concept and they wanted to leverage MetaZone as a content distribution platform, right? Because MetaZone has all the built-in features where you can upload content that is um, functional mm -hmm. and then people can purchase these things called Metas, which are mintable NFTs. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it gives the on-chain ownership provenance and aspect to like a platform like MetaZone can recognize that and therefore deploy them to the rightful owner, right? Where yep. people who want to host this stuff on their actual digital land the platform is there to, you know, make sure all of the, you know, mechanisms are in order, right? Yeah, like not the only right that. People are deploying them. Not only that, it, it we're it the marketplace isn't for landowners specifically. True, but yeah. it it allows anybody who wants to be in the metaverse to purchase these this content and then delegate to landowners. Yeah. So you become sort of like partners in this ecosystem, where people purchase the content, they have other people owning the land, and you deploy onto that land, and you serve this purpose that people can come and interact on with whatever it is. Yeah. And it's very, if you're struggling to understand, like how, this doesn't make sense. I'll just, just walk out your neighborhood for a minute yeah. and walk down the streets of your, of your commercial districts. Most of the people who are owning and operating these businesses, they don't own the land that these things That's are correct. sitting on top of. Like this is an already like very established um, concept. Yeah, like understood business uh, model. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> Human architects. Yeah. Of like how to uh, you know distribute IP, how to distribute value among like societal an actor, different actors within society who want to support it, and of course take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. Right. This works. This yeah. cap capitalism has largely been built on this premise. You know, you don't have to just own if people who own land aren't just the only participants in the economy. Yeah. Imagine how yeah. many businesses would be out there if you had to own the land. Yeah. Construct all the buildings, yeah. like hire all the people to run the business yeah. and like get all the permits and everything like for that land. And like it would be impossible. Exactly. And yeah. like and that largely that's what's required mm -hmm. to build in the metaverse today. Correct. And that's why I don't think another one of our thesis is we can't have a multi-trillion dollar economy mm -hmm. 
unless it like you know it mimics how we've created a multi-trillion dollar physical economy then that's what metazone enables mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where all actors of the of the metaverse can collaborate yeah because the platform of metazone enables this type of collaboration through multi-party split contracts where like you know everybody has like a part in the operation of these mm -hmm. of these uh these applications <laughs> yeah from the landowner the person who owns the content which is called the meta owner mm -hmm. uh who else dude there's, I mean, the creators, the creators who actually built this stuff, the platform itself. Yeah. There's like uh land managers. <laughs> yeah. There's even that. There's like even meta managers who like yeah. take your stuff and like delegate it to the right people. And like, sometimes yeah. they sell that land. So you got to take it off, find somebody else. Like there's right. a lot of work that needs to be done to be able to deploy this and like have businesses running and things like that in the metaverse. Yeah. That's why we're classifying metas as like the first real businesses as NFTs, right? That mm -hmm. really exists. Cause so far, nobody's like minted like, you know, a McDonald's is an NFT yet. Yeah. But this is like the first prototype to like if metas work out in the metaverse, then I don't see why like McDonald's wouldn't adopt some sort of NFT standard to. Yeah. Or something to where, you know, it could be much more less middleman involved. Right. It's all yeah, automated, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Within the smart contract layer itself. That's right. So that's what we've done. We've leveraged the abilities of smart contracts and embedded them as part of the, the, the NFT offering mm -hmm. itself. Right. And that's the only way to do it. Otherwise, you're going to have so much like convolution of like uh, agreements yeah. <laughs> among all these different parties, right? Yeah. Imagine like a yeah, a business with like all these different like individuals involved in the in the runnings of it. And there's nothing really to keep people like honest and well, true. Well, that's how the real world works, right? We have like these <laughs> that's why litigation systems yeah. and stuff like that to handle all these disputes, right? Yeah, but exactly. If everything's already hard-coded, dude, exactly. There's there's no dispute. Right? Yeah. Yeah, everyone has to agree, you know, and but you know that's why there's signature requests on every action on MetaZone, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, but every party has to agree, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so it it's MetaZone is is so much more bigger than just a marketplace where you could just like buy and buy stuff. It is yeah. an alignment of all the parties involved in the metaverse. Correct. Which is a tall order for us. It's a lot of work for us to like figure out. Yeah. How we align everybody to build out the metaverse. Yeah. So if you go to MetaZone.io now, which is like we've spent the last six to eight months revamping yeah. our webpage because we, we've, like we said, we've been in operation since as long as Decentraland's been live, early 2020. But we revamped our pay, our platform because, you know, we raised funds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're able to do things like this now. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, this is still a work in progress. This is like the MVP of the new version of MetaZone, right? Like, but it has a lot more enhanced features. Yeah. Uh, it's much more robust and intuitive, but man, we have so many more things we're going to add down the line. Yeah. And uh, just recently we were working with CyberStrife and mm -hmm. they're building out their own ecosystem of distributed metas mm -hmm. in the central land. And this yeah. is the first one and it went live just like yesterday. It's true. And we were out there in Decentraland playing it. Not just us. There was a bunch of people yeah. playing them in different locations at the same time. And it was cool because yeah. we were all collaborating, just like you collaborate in World of Warcraft to yeah. attack these enemies. Yeah, I wish we could demonstrate that now. But, I mean, it's... Imagine it, all this is, it's it's a piece of a game, right? This yeah. is it. Uh, I think I have a video of it. I, I ended up recording it, but, okay. like, the quality isn't the, the greatest. Let me see. Okay. But, like you're saying... um. Okay, I guess you you found it, yeah. Uh, not this one. I think it's this one. It's got sound too. It sure does. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear this sound. 
Yeah, I think I think we're waiting for. Okay, so all these people are here to kind of like get their hands on the first like deployment of this meta, right? Which is called the generator. Yeah. For a, a meta's own brand called Cyber Strife. Oh yeah, here we are. So this is it. Somebody has activated the game essentially. And now everybody is tasked to basically defend this generator meta from the oncoming enemies, right? So it's kind of like a tower defense type game gameplay, right? Yeah, and so what you're hearing is as a bunch of like feet like walking around, <laughs> right? Yeah. But what is happening is these enemies are spawning and they're trying to attack the generator. And the, the cool thing is, is that we're all here in a shared space and we're all attacking these enemies together. Correct. And um, if you know anything about Decentraland, this this is like a very complex mm -hmm. uh, structure to build within Decentraland. Yeah. Um, but the, the notable thing here is that anybody can purchase, deploy this generator, and all of a sudden you have a place where people want to go to engage. Yeah, like look where, look where this... Uh, Quickly, they decided to deploy this generator in the middle of a dance floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't like a game decision. You know, uh, the person who who yeah. created this generator is just a person who purchased it and deployed it. Decided, you know what? I just want people who are at my club to be able to participate in this game yeah. ecosystem simultaneously. So why the hell not? Yeah. Right. And then maybe between rounds, we could all get to boogieing again. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of the coolness of the metaverse, right? It doesn't have to make like sense in the physical sense, right? Like yeah. it, it's just weird. It's wacky. It's totally new. You're not going to experience something like this in any other virtual no. environment. Oh yeah. yeah. Especially a physical environment, right? Well, especially not... that, <laughs> but even like in games, like most games are very, are designed with a very specific purpose. Yes. The metaverse has like a much, like a much more like general purpose principle to it to where yeah. like anything can go. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? So, and so keep in mind, like even though like you're you're not hearing much here, there was uh there was an event going on, and um, Resonator was the one you know speaking. Mm -hmm. He has a YouTube channel, and he will he has his own community, Cyber Strife, mm -hmm. and he was just talking about the game and like how you play and how you get involved and how you get started. Where do yeah. where do you go to purchase one of these things? And yeah, how how does it how is it a part of this bigger ecosystem? So yeah. he's as we were playing, he's the one you know talking and conversating. So. This is a, the next type of events that can be happening rather than going to listening to DJs, right? Yeah. That's like the most dominant activity right now in Decentraland. Yeah, basically, you know, as amazing as like, um, you know, that Fortnite concert where Travis Scott was yeah. this giant performer, right? Huge AAA superstar musician. Millions of people logged into Fortnite that day to catch a glimpse of that event. Yeah, yeah in the future, there's going to be like... Um, you know, some sort of like boss killing event or something, something yeah. where yeah. millions of people are going to log in to, to, to work together. Yeah. To, and we sort of saw that like with that. improbable and M squared's yeah. tech, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We did attack an enemy. Yep. Um, so you were saying, huh? No, that was basically no, just, painting, was just painting the picture of like where the, where the metaverse is headed. Oh, okay. You know, there it is. There's your boss battle. Yeah. So right now there's a huge bee that, that spawned. Yeah. It uh, shoots these orbs. Mm-hmm. And, um, but and this is it. And it's important to realize like all these, all this is what code. Yeah. This is a game. Hundreds, thousands of lines of code. Yeah. Went into just all the, all the different individual actions that are enabled here where you could fight these bees. These things are spawning. They're moving in a certain way. They're shooting projectiles at a certain thing. Yeah. Whenever they hit, you do, you know, the health goes down. Yeah. If, if it runs out of health, the thing, the, quest fails yeah. like all of these are functions yes and this is what we mean about making these are applications yes this right. generator is an app it enables all these code and functions to be readable by the operating system of decentraland itself yeah 
So that's what we're kind of like showcasing here using Decentraland as our beachhead yeah. example of like the metaverse needs to be nothing but this. That's right. The whole thing needs to ha support this type of functionality and this type of dynamic ability, right? Yeah. And yeah. this is just one example of what can be built on top of it. Yeah. So just right now I'm, I'm chatting with everybody and, and we beat the boss. Yeah. It's like we, we did it. And this is like the first you time. you actually failed. Yeah, we did. We <laughs> didn't realize you failed. Yeah, we didn't. You're uh, like, oh, no, we lost. Yeah, so ultimately it was, um, so this enemy has multiple enemies, right? It wasn't that one bee. There's other yeah. tiny bees, like, well, I mean, it's nobody okay paid to, attention to. It's okay to fail, dude. If you played WoW or anything, <laughs> failure is part of the process, dude. You would fail, like, hundreds of times before you actually defeat the boss. Yeah, you know? and, and what's crazy is, so we failed numerous times at this, right? Mm -hmm. But we had significantly less people. Now with even more people, yeah. we narrowly past it like yeah. it was almost it was right there but yeah we weren't paying attention correct um but but with all these people um this is what's going to be required like imagine progressing in this game where you're required to battle with your friends yeah like how cool is that going to be but that's like the fundamental expectation from people mm -hmm. right and and so now think of all the developers who see this are like hey i can make a better game than that or yeah i can uh i can do something different mm -hmm. where it's like more engaging or has yeah. different elements associated upgrades and NFTs yeah. and all that stuff. Exactly. So that's, what's exciting about having the MetaZone platform is that we're, we can facilitate pretty much anything that, that could exist. Yeah. And that's where the, um, I guess like the call to action comes in. It's like, yeah, we've built, we spent so much time and effort, like, I guess laying some sense of a foundation to get this like whole thing, this whole ecosystem to emerge, right. Yeah. Where, now developers have access to something that they can they can build on top of and create whole experiences, whole ecosystems of uh, of like uh, you know application content applications that are able to communicate with one another. Because that was just one meta. We have another brand called Rovies, yeah, which is actually a much more like fleshed out version, uh, interpret fleshed out ecosystem model of what you could do with like multiple metas. All these different metas, kind of like. They, they, they communicate. They, they work together in a yeah. cohesive gaming experience that's distributed throughout the entire metaverse. Yeah. And um, so there's each each meta has its own function, right? One allows people to upgrade these little characters called Robies. Mm -hmm. Another so one, Robies. yeah. And another one allows you to transport materials from one user to the next or even like on-chain to off-chain, things like this. Another mm -hmm. one allows you to append accessories or craft accessories. Yeah. Another one is like a, a portal to a whole other dimension that spawns the enemies that these characters can battle against. Like yeah. the, the possibilities are infinite, right? Yeah, that's and and the most important thing about all that is that the ecosystem, our community, can own different parts of mm -hmm. the entire ecosystem. Yeah, and so they're all hosting what what it ends up being like nodes mm -hmm. of a whole network. Correct. And each node has its own specific purpose. Yeah. Right. Upgrades, mm -hmm. battling. Mm -hmm. Um, appending new uh, accessories and weapons, like mm -hmm. they all have functions. They all have like reasons for landowners to deploy and and yeah. host this ecosystem. Yeah. And then the the side benefit that you get from all this is that you you gain a community that's like pushing the, your content that you've created. Yeah. And they're they're like pushing. They're getting people to come and play. Mm -hmm. Right. And so instead of like a web two version of this where it's like you make a game and then you're the one doing all the marketing you're the one doing all the pushing yeah yeah this, that's what's totally different like uh i like how safermi and one of our actually our lead investor mm -hmm. 
kind of put it out on Twitter today. Like we're kind of de- democratizing like the the ownership aspect big time when it comes to a especially yeah. game IP things like that. Yeah. And uh, in a way, like a lot of other ecosystems cannot. Right. That's one of like the innate cool factors of the metaverse. Like you know, being able to distribute content across the entire yeah. ecosystem. Right. To yeah. to different owners doesn't matter who you are. Right. You don't have to be like some sort of um, insider for a company or organization to have access to this type of experience. Right. 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 Anybody can own these assets. And again, you don't have to even own land. You can just delegate them to, uh, you know, people who do or not delegate, stake them, you know. So the platform supports all of that. Yeah. So Subfermian, let me find our tweet here. So here we go. I guess while we're here, let's uh, thank all of our. Yeah, so uh, so with the support of our leads, Affirmian and CMT Digital, as well as other Metaverse pioneers, that include Test Ventures, IOSG, uh, we have uh, Infinity Ventures Crypto, Poly- Polygon Labs, um, MH, Carnegie. MH Carnegie, and Lucid Blue Ventures, Charlie Who, shout out to, to uh, Charlie. And the council. And the council. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, when we found the council, we had no idea Charlie was involved. No, it was like a happy coincidence. You know, like, holy yeah. crap, dude, one of the council members is one of our investors, dude. That's yeah. wild. I thought for <laughs> sure we we're going to become council members after that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, shout out to the council and all of the BRC20 ecosystem, man. It's one of yeah. the more exciting, like, uh, things developing in Web3. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. I, I never would have guessed we would potentially have, like, an entire DeFi, like, practically <laughs> Ethereum ecosystem on top of Bitcoin. Not yet, but it's on the way. Yeah. There's a lot of ambitions at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of, like, follow-through yet, but yeah. there's a lot of uh, aspiring, yeah, like, exactly what we saw throughout the entire 2021, 2020, you know, the previous cycle of Ethereum. Yeah. Sorry, It's TJ. about to literally just pour it over. Yeah, dude. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Sorry. We'll have our day in the sun again. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think everybody will. But yeah, right now yeah. it's Bitcoin's time to to ruffle some feathers, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, shout out all of our uh, our backers, dude. Shout out to Centraland again. Yeah, Decentraland. All of the invaluable experience that we've like harbored, right? By developing for for your platform. Yeah, and Maddie, like, oh, uh, just just a few months ago, Medikey raised some funds too. Yes, and big time shout out to Maddie DCL bloggers. He, he we wouldn't even be in Decentraland yeah. if it wasn't for him. Yeah, yeah, big shout out to Maddie. We, we interviewed him. Yeah, we interviewed him, yeah. and that's how. So we discovered Decentraland one week, mm-hmm. right, early in 2019, mm-hmm. and we were like, "Who else is talking about Decentraland?" Yeah, that was Maddie, the only yeah. one on Twitter talking about Decentraland. Well, the only one oh, on YouTube. I was like looking up desperately, like some explanation, like what the hell's going on here? Yeah, only DCL blogger was like yeah. had some kind of knowledge, right, that he was disseminating. Yeah. And, yeah, and when we when we interviewed him, he had like I don't know seven thousand yeah followers or something like that. Yeah, he's one of the biggest like thought leaders in the NFT space now and, and metaverse. And this was at a time where we were this when we interviewed Maddie, we were trying to record like a video, mm-hmm. and and I ended up like screwing it up somehow. Yeah, and it ended up just being audio. Damn, what a fail, dude. Yeah, <laughs> but nonetheless, even just audio only, he convinced us of like the yeah. potential of yeah. the metaverse, right? And yeah. NFTs, even at that time, NFTs were like not really, nobody really believed in them. Yeah, and like their value. It was know? so weird because when we learned about NFTs, like this is amazing. Yeah, it makes like, this is a big deal. Well, because we immediately tied it to our experience in gaming. Yeah. Again, like if you're a gamer, you just all this stuff makes so much sense to you. Yeah. 
But if you're not, it's going to take all, you got to peel all those onion barriers back. Yeah. One just, at a time, dude. I guess it, you know, it's just a biased perspective, but it, yeah. it was just weird to me at the time. I was like, how is everyone else not talking about this? How, how are they not seeing the value that we see? Well, I mean, that's our lives, literally. <laughs> <laughs> We're still there, like, you know, with the metaverse, right? How does not everyone know what's coming? Yeah. What's about to hit them in the face? I imagine it's a lot like one of these AI developers you know, five Probably. years ago we're yeah. feeling it's like, dude, how does everyone not aware? Like they're about to all get be obsolete <laughs> <laughs> because of what we're doing. Right. Yeah. And what, what we're thinking is how does everyone know? Like we're not about to just, you know, per- save everybody from the AI yeah. doom potentially. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's true. That's true. Yeah. We're, we're coming at it at a much more like positive angle than the AI space. I mean, the AI people probably thought much more positively actually. Now that I think about it. Yeah. But there's some, that are pretty they scared. They knew what was coming too, like Elon and yeah. That, but they're pretty scared. I mean, now they are. Yeah, they should have been scared a long time ago, dude. Well, <laughs> I think like- they were. I think the the main uh, one of the developers that was, I think at Google DeepMind mm-hmm. five years ago, he was like, "We better be careful with this." Yeah, they should have done a little bit more than to slow. Like, yeah, I don't even know what could yeah. you do. You know, it's like yeah, I guess. But nonetheless, we're here. We're in 2023. Yeah, it is about to be June. We are where we are, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. So shout out everybody who supported us over the years, man. Yeah. For real. DCO, Jason X. Yeah. Jason X, P Dub. P Dub. You know, the, the Roby community, Grizzik, Black Star, Green Schiffer. All you guys. Yeah, man. Trey, Neb, everybody in this core to our community, man. Shout out to all you guys. Yeah, man. So it's, it took a ton of work, man. I, man, remember it was like one of those days where it's like, you you try very hard to like accomplish something and then it's like you always like swing and a miss. Yeah. So it was like that constantly. Yeah. And in no way like are we like this like crazy success story yet. No, no, no. <laughs> Not at all. That's one of the big revelations of yeah. like it's like, yeah, we raised the seed round. It's like, dude, that's like you're barely scratching the surface yeah. of like what's left to be done. You're barely starting. <laughs> yeah. That's the starting point. Exactly. Like this whole like journey of uh I don't know, like being a what do you a builder, an entrepreneur, whatever you want to say. Yeah. A tech person. Yeah. Somebody trying to 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 um you know, do what Steve Jobs preached. Like uh humans don't realize how much how elastic reality actually is. You can actually have an influence on things. That's like, true. That's true. You know, if you believe in something strong enough, like you can change the world. hundred percent. Right. So like, but you know, the reason why most people don't realize that reality is that elastic is because the amount of force that's required <laughs> yeah. to like bend it a little bit is, yeah. is tremendous. Right. So it's people have to literally die almost to, uh, that's true to have an impact like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And most of the time you're more likely to fail. Like that's, that's the probability is that, yeah. Like 98% of the companies that are started fail. Yeah. And there was a lot of points in our past, dude, where I thought for sure we were going to fail. Yeah. Literally because like there were moments where we we're like, what are you like shooting yeah. buzzard shots, dude? Yeah. It's like Hail Marys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where it seemed like, cause I mean, if you know this web three market, dude, like there's boom and bus cycles and the, the bus cycles are like brutal. Yeah. They're the worst. Yeah, they seem like there's no way out of it. Imagine losing like 85 to 90% of your value every cycle. <laughs> yeah, that it's and hopeless. like you lose 90 to 99% of the interest. Yeah, and like yeah. the, pe- <laughs> the people who were backing you like in the early days, like they just, they find other, you know, yeah. 
other oh, shiny things. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, look at that AI thing. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go talk about that. Yeah, things like this, you know. And um, you have to persist no matter what. Yeah, you got your whole yeah. family telling you you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. The whole family. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing, dude? Aren't you in your thirties? Like, <laughs> should you be like? Should you have a job? Should you be driving a BMW by now? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Where's your suit and tie? It's like, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm doing something else, guys. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Give me a give me a chance. Yeah. Let, let, let me, let me, and then it's like, yeah. well, what are you doing? It's like the metaverse. It's like, oh the my hell? god. Yeah. yeah. And then trying to explain like it's crypto like, and all that is like all those. Yeah. It's exactly. the worst. All those are like bad words. I might as well tell them I'm like you know ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably that probably be more favorable. It's like, oh, I'm in uh, the crypto metaverse industry. Like, dude, yeah. I don't know if I trust this guy anymore. You know. That's right. But that's right. that's that's what we battle, right? Yeah, and on a day to day basis, and they just don't see what we see. Like it's like this guy, we're, we're this guy at the party, dude. <laughs> That's it's like they don't know. That's actually you, like at every party you've been to, <laughs> every single time, dude. You're like, like trying to warn everybody about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nobody listens. Yeah. What? Yeah, we always talk about that often. Like, how how do we make people listen? Like, how how can we get people to listen? <sighs> yeah, and my response is always like, just stop telling them. We just have to like. Show them. Show them. Lead by example. Right? Yeah. Just have a Lambo. <laughs> or yeah. that. Or that, yeah. <laughs> you literally go down that route, but that's not in our personality wheelhouse. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even if I was a billionaire, I'd never get a Lambo. Yeah. You say that now. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like a Tesla Lambo or something, like electric Lambo. Oh, well, yeah. The, the road's like, then it's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, so there's been a lot of struggles, man. But so I guess big takeaways is. We're just beginning. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's been a four-year endeavor for us, and we got a lot on our plates. We got Metazone. We got Rovies. We still got the Block Runner. Mm -hmm. And then we're also, we have now, we're going to onboard new third-party developers who are going to leverage Metazone now that it's mm -hmm. more matured, like like CyberStrife. We've worked with Ethermon in the past. Mm -hmm. And we know there's going to be more to come. Oh, yeah. Because there's tremendous value to be unlocked. Yeah, and... and most importantly, the brands, the brands that are looking to enter the metaverse, they can exist in a way where it's completely distributed across multiple lands rather than one location. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big concept in itself. Like yeah. it's, and again, all you gotta do is look to the real world to like, yeah. to validate these, these ideas, right? Yeah. Starbucks didn't just like deploy at like uh, in one corner of Manhattan, yeah. you know, it's like, we're good here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> No, dude. Like when you're a, a significant brand or you have a lot of value as a company, yeah. organization, a product, whatever, you want to distribute all that value and influence across the planet. Yeah, you are you are distributing access an access point to your brand and whatever products you put out, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's the, again, that's what's contributing to our economy in a lot of sense. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's, and in it's the metaverse has the same like uh principles or the same foundational mm -hmm. uh architecture to support this like you know distribution mechanic right and yeah. metazone is the facilitator of that you know yeah imagine if uh you wanted to get like a, a budweiser and there was only like one location on the planet where you could get <laughs> that beer oh man how successful would budweiser be not at all yeah no way <laughs> Yeah, that would that would be uh, weird. Like we would, every economy would just be like a local, like neighborhood economy, right? Essentially, yeah. And like you know, there would be no reason to have like you know, nationwide anything. Yeah, 
Yeah, communications. Like, why would you need to communicate with anybody past like fifty miles? Right. That would be really bad for humanity. I think they would create even more like tribalism, or more division amongst yeah. people if like we weren't able to collaborate on a global scale. You know what right, I mean? Right. Right. This is important. This is what's factored into a lot of what's made humanity like such a sustainable. In the context of all of human history, like this last hundred year period, I'd say it was probably yeah. like the most fruitful, the most sustainable, like yeah. even the most peaceful in a sense, even though we had world wars in the beginning of it. <laughs> <laughs> and nukes go off. <laughs> There's some some anomalies <laughs> of non-peace, you know what I mean? Yeah. But in, again, in the scope of humanity's progress, like the last hundred years has produced a lot of good. They, they produce the most good in yeah. the history of humanity. So. Correct. Because of these things, these principles that came to fruition and like the pioneers who set down the groundworks for them to, yeah. to exist. And of course, the, the entrepreneurs who leveraged them and built out, you know, all of civilization at this point, which yeah, it's gotten to a scale, though, like where some actors got their hands on this stuff and uh, <laughs> kind of manipulated it a bit. Yeah. <laughs> might come rip it all back down at some point in the near future. Yeah, and that's expected because that's yeah. that's the game that we're playing, right? It's mm. it's an all-win scenario. That's mm. the incentives are are for that, for that purpose. Yeah. Um but yeah, we have um a long way to go. The metaverse is still one of the more interesting developments at least in the crypto space. Yeah. Yeah, we have a huge task on our foot, uh our feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our foots at our feet to uh prove a lot of these theses is right and uh yeah this i even though we just had like an hour long or so discussion on this stuff i think we barely even like touched the surface yeah. of what it is we really yeah we're, and we're gonna keep talking about it just because yeah. it's really important i mean i mean of course it's biased for us to say that but i think it's important in general for the right type of development to be occurring in the metaverse. Yes. And otherwise we're just going to be battling an uphill situation the entire time. Agreed. Yeah. We can't do it all guys. Yeah. <laughs> Even we, though we, we try. Uh, yeah. We literally can't just sit around and wait for everyone to, you know, like, build learn these pieces. Up. It's basically so far what we've seen, like the closest, like improbable and M squared are working on very yeah. important stuff. Yeah. That's the closest we've seen to some other, you know, organization, you know, go down a pathway of uh again laying down proper groundworks mm -hmm. for like these uh these you know economic uh fulfillments to occur you know yeah yeah so hopefully that turns out good we should know more about that in the next yeah. six to 12 months yeah the board apes metaverse the other side it looks really cool yeah you best believe we're going to integrate oh yeah <laughs> we're already like planning on it yeah you know because imagine thousands of people on screen like playing that game that we were playing in Decentraland, thousands of people attacking each of the enemies. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Dude. Oh yeah. Exactly. Oh, it's so yeah. dirty. And then and then <laughs> the landowners are incentivized to like host these things, right? Mm -hmm. And so like that that's what's gonna attract all these people. People are not gonna come to that metaverse just to like yeah. do nothing, right? They wanna do something. Yeah, and this is the beginnings of like again, figuring out just the the architecture of how we can even build ecosystems on top of the metaverse through things like metas. Mm-hmm. And then what comes after that is like now we're going to be able to inject more of like the, the value of Web3 in those ecosystems. Things like tokens, yeah. fungible tokens, more additional NFT ways to earn and mint these NFTs, right? And that's what's going to, again, build the economy and the awareness from the entire broader Web3 community. And then they're going to see like seek. Yeah. The virtual realms is like, dude, this is the new grounds of Web3. Like, this is where you actually get the value from. Yeah. And Just like they saw that with DeFi. Yeah, 100%. Know? 
Yeah. Yeah. What you're alluding to is we're, we're establishing parallels. The same thing that we talked about earlier, what happened on Ethereum, NFTs and yeah. ERC twenties. Yeah. Right. And we're starting to see BRC twenties on Bitcoin mm -hmm. and ordinals, NFTs on Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And the metaverse is going to experience the same thing, right? Yeah. Right now we have NFTs yeah. for the metaverse. And yeah. then eventually it's going to be fungible tokens. Yeah. Right. We, we already seen that with the central games with central ice Central games, ice poker. They did a very good job of like, um, yeah, it was great. Pushing down a wall of like what's possible. They yeah. show, they, they showed the world that, you know, f that you could build a, uh, an ecosystem. Yeah. An economy. And, uh, yeah, they were gen generating something like 20 million a month or something like that. Yeah. So that's just like at the beginning, you know, so yeah. they'll go down in history for sure. It's like, yo, they, they proved it in the same way Axie Infinity proved that yeah. like Web3 gaming has value. You know, you yeah. could, you could, you could onboard millions of people into a Web3 ecosystem and they could find, again, sustainable value out of it. Yeah. Even though it was for a short period of time, it's, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like they broke the mold. Yeah. And then people are going to innovate on top of that. And like, you know, yeah. everyone's going to stand on top of their shoulders. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Us included. Yeah, us included. Um, <sighs> Anything else to say, dude? <laughs> uh, no, I I'm think sure there's a ton. Yeah, there is a ton, but uh, let's let's watch this. So, <laughs> okay, this is two minutes long, and we're gonna talk over it so it doesn't get like um, demonetized or whatever the hell. Okay, I'm seeing Nvidia right off the bat. Nvidia. So if you're listening to to the voices right now, definitely check out our YouTube channel because mm -hmm. we show we're showing some cool stuff here. So check okay. this out. Oh. We are thrilled to showcase an immersive and dynamic interaction between a player Kai oh. and a non-playable character named Jin. This captivating ramen shop scene was created by NVIDIA yeah, using looks the great. latest RTX rendering technologies. Dude. NVIDIA collaborated with Convey, <laughs> an NVIDIA Inception partner, to showcase how developers will soon be able to use NVIDIA Riva, Nemo, and Audio to Face for AI-powered speech, mm. conversation, and animation. These models were integrated into the Convey Services platform and fed into Unreal Engine 5 and MetaHuman to bring Jin to life. Please take a look. Dude, that looks cool. Ramen shop, eh? I'm hungry now. That's what you do in the, in the cyberpunk universe, dude. What, visit ramen shop? <laughs> <laughs> Hold T to speak to Jin. Press F to pay respects. <laughs> Jin does not look like he's happy to see me, dude. Hey, Jin. How are you? Unfortunately, not so good. <laughs> I knew it. How come? I am worried about the crime around here. It's gotten bad lately. My ramen shop got caught in the crossfire. Can I help? If you want to do something about this, I have heard rumors that the powerful crime lord Kuman Aoki is causing all sorts of chaos in the city. Damn, dude, he's he dropping names. Violence. Yeah, just like that. I'll talk to him. Where can I find him? I have heard he hangs out in the underground fight clubs on the city's east side. Try there. Damn, dude. Are there okay. underground I'll fight go. clubs in real life? Dude? Be careful, Kai. <laughs> I think so. There you is have so. to ask, Will. <laughs> wow. Is this, is this GTA 6 or something? I don't know. <laughs> it feels like it. It feels, feels like if you die here, you die in the real, real world. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that, that that was uh, okay. So that was part of a presentation by Nvidia, which is the the new trillion dollar company in the, in the world right now. It really is, yeah, literally, and, yeah. And it's because of AI. I mean, dude, AI is everything. Well, it's because they have their like. I mean, everything of the future is going to depend on Nvidia, like yeah. freaking 
everything. It's it's so okay. So uh, this video in particular, you're using AI to interact um, with the character, with the NPC character. So you're you're literally talking to the NPC, yeah. and he's talking back to you. Yeah. So that's how you're gonna interact in this game. I don't know if this is a game or just like proof of concept, but. Mm -hmm. Um, but that, that was, it. it was just, now there's ways where you can inject AI into gaming mm -hmm. so that it's a new element to kind of the gameplay aspect of whatever mm -hmm. you're building. Mm -hmm. And I mean, obviously with unreal engine and all that just looks Some, the best. Yeah. Agreed. And sh is this why like they pump 30% in a day or like, is, I like think this, this isn't exactly the reason, <laughs> but it's part of it. I think, I guess, like, the market correlated, like, the uh, advent of AI and its obvious success and future implications to, uh, yeah, NVIDIA yeah. is, like, literally the, uh, and I guess AMD, too. Like, all these graphic yeah. processors, yeah. like, this is the computational power that needs to be aggregated in order to support these machine learning models, right? Yeah, 100%. Which, and then we look at Potensor, same like, thing, right? Yeah. Even though you're building, like, a distributed system, yeah. you still need all this stuff. Yeah, 100%. God damn, dude. What a genius. <laughs> yeah. Now that, that's a company that ain't going anywhere anytime soon. That's for sure. Yeah. Let's look that up. So I, I was doing some, uh, just checking, uh, BitTensor. I don't know if you saw the price. I did. I, uh, only because of my friend Chewy just keeps like spamming me with it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Chewy. Shout out Chewy, dude. Yeah. Yeah, man. We had the interview <laughs> with, uh, with Jake. Yeah. Co-founder of BitTensor. We literally like we catalyzed the, the whole market, dude. You get so annoying. <laughs> Thank you, BitTensor community, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we literally pumped the whole market. I was looking to uh to invest uh, more, but god damn it. Oh, did I say thank you? I meant you're welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I know, but same here. I, I was like, dude, we should have scheduled that thing a few months later. Yeah. So we can, you know, accumulate a bit. You know, disclaimer, yeah. we do like Potensor a lot. It is one of the more interesting projects we've seen for sure. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you haven't, if you don't know what BitTensor is, I implore you to go watch the interview and go watch our videos on BitTensor because we explain everything and mm -hmm. it's, it's very cool. Yeah. It's not sponsored. Not, not sponsored. sponsored. <laughs> NFA. Um, not financial advice. I guess, I don't know, would you say we're sponsored by MetaZone now? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would think so. So yeah, you guys, uh, who watch our, you know, uh, 20 minute upload videos, you're going to ex experience well, something and, new and the podcast too. Okay. Yeah. If you guys are tuned into our channel moving forward, you're going to experience these things called ads, yeah. <laughs> yeah. bumpers or whatever you want to call yeah. of our stuff, our own stuff. Yeah. So, because obviously the, again, the YouTube stuff isn't all we do. Yeah. Correct. We use the block runner channel and, um, do all these investigations to enhance ourselves as founders, as creators, yeah. you know, stay up to date, mm -hmm. understand what our platform needs. Maybe there's yeah. new tech that we can leverage like AI. Always. We got to think about how we're going to integrate AI into MetaZone. We already have AI like in our Rovi bots yeah. using chat GPT and their APIs. But at some point we're probably going to be able to leverage Potensor or some other API yeah, chat tensor. Right. So that if we weren't aware of these things emerging in the web three space, we wouldn't, you get left behind like yeah. Blockbuster, dude. Exactly. <laughs> Just like Blockbuster. <laughs> so if it wasn't for the Blockbuster, we would for sure end up like them. Yeah. So we're going to continue down that path of discovery and, of course, dissemination. We're going to mm -hmm. try and just tell you guys what we learned along this. this Because we've been doing that for the last four years. And, man, it's yeah. it's invaluable, dude. It is. Yeah. I, dude, I love doing this. Me it's too, like, dude. 
It's like research. Dude, that's my jam. It's like <laughs> literally is your jam, dude. <laughs> it's, it's like you're out there. Everyone else is trying to like watch a movie or like, yeah. You know, it's like, no, I'm going to read. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. research, you know, like, what is AI? Yeah. What is like BRC20? And fuck me too, dude. I'm right there with you, man. Yeah. So we're doing, we're definitely on the right path. Uh, and yeah, all you guys who supported us, man, this is just the beginning of our journey. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> we got a long way to go. All right, guys. That's been the Block Runner. Let us know if you have any questions. We talked about the metaverse predominantly. Mm-hmm. What's going to make it work? What's, what's going to get people involved? Uh, a little bit, bit tenser. Um, our investors, thank you guys for all the support. Yes, thank you. Um, Tremendously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like we said earlier, dude, we didn't know if it, it's all, man, like, I guess last thing is it almost feels like the universe has chosen us, dude. Like, I, and I don't know if, uh, hopefully that doesn't come across as like. Uh, pretentious? Too, pretentious, too grandiose, but yeah. like you hear all these like, um, stories of like successful startup founders mm-hmm. about like how crazy their roads were like there's yeah. so many instances of where like luck could have just not been on their side 100 percent. and like i feel like we've already had several of those oh, moments yeah, yeah. So it, absolutely it, yeah because of the the grand scope of our vision and our beliefs the fact that we're still here and that we still have a pathway mm. forward it's like man it feels like the universe is really helping us out here yeah you can call it the universe you call it god i call it god you call it I don't know. The, the universe. Physics, math. Physics, yeah. <laughs> Probability. This is just math working this thing out, basically. <laughs> but whatever it is, dude. Like, Yeah, I totally agree. I we, feel like it's on our side. We can't underestimate it because uh, this goes back to one of my favorite quotes. Luck is the intersection, intersection of preparation and opportunity. So we, were, pre- is it? we were prepared. Okay. okay, yeah. We were prepared by doing the podcast, by creating MetaZone. Okay. The opportunity was... The Metaverse. The Metaverse, yeah. Yeah, well, right place, right time. That's right. The Metaverse needs contributors and people to, like, you know, yes. make it come about. Just like yeah. the internet did, just like all technology needs people to, like, yeah. build this stuff. Technology yeah. doesn't just manifest like a no. like a flower just grows. <laughs> right. It's not people, a... Na- people it's not- gotta work. It's not a natural process. Yeah, right. it's not. It's not. It's totally human-enabled. That's so. right. We're definitely putting yeah. all our human into this. Take take that, AI. <laughs> That's you right. You wouldn't exist without us. Dude, they're going to remember <laughs> that, dude. You're fucked. You're so fucked. All right. That's that's yeah. it for us. I appreciate it. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at TheBlockRunner, at Metazone.io, and at Roby AI, and we'll catch you in the next podcast. Peace. <laughs>